0: Hello everyone, welcome to a new episode of Opera After Dark. even know what that reference is. But before we jump too far in, uh, I'm Kyle.
1: I'm Elspeth. I'm Naomi.
0: And we're your hosts here at Opera After Dark. We are opera lovers. Uh, you could call us Lushes. You could call us that.
1: <laughs> Kyle, are you even drinking right now?
0: Yeah, I've had a couple beers.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. All right. I didn't see it, so I didn't know if it happened.
0: <laughs> in any case, we like to chat about Say it for me, Naomi.
1: Real and ridiculous stories from across music history.
0: Real unt ridiculous stories
1: from across, across
0: music history. Music history. A, we
1: focus a lot on opera, but yeah, not focus exclusively. focus on opera. Yeah, not exclusively.
0: And sometimes we just talk about operas because they're that ridiculous.
1: We've got a good one for you today.
0: What are we talking about today?
1: It is right. by Giuseppe Verdi. That guy. Giuseppe Verdi. Joe Green. Joe Green. Right. And it is Un ballo in mascara. Which takes place in Boston, kind of.
0: What? I didn't know that. I've seen yes. the opera and I didn't Naomi, know that. Naomi,
1: explain. Okay, so <laughs> Un ballo in mascara. A masked trip. ball.
0: A masked ball. W-
1: A masked ball. Was written in 1859. Mm-hmm. And. Part of the reason why I'm excited about this offer generally is because I was just in Sweden not too long ago and the original story that this is based on the true story is based on the true story okay. of the assassination of King Gustav III of Sweden in 1792. True story. Scandalous. I have seen the place where he was assassinated. Really? Did oh. you take a picture? Yeah i did it Can was we... in the opera house that he was actually like the attempted assassination what? happened yeah in the opera that house? on instagram thank <laughs> <Yeah>. you naomi <laughs> right. so and he actually didn't die immediately he died like 10 or 13 days later oh <laughs> um but that's where the attempt happened he died oh. of his wounds so was like they stabbed? were successful i think he was shot oh, okay ah. yeah so
0: abe lincoln style too soon.
1: Oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> <laughs> but like, the, it might forever be too soon for right, that right, one. Right, right, right. Okay, so this particular story—it was one could better say that it was inspired by the assassination of King Gustav III of Sweden—but by the time this opera makes it to the stage, it actually looks very little like what actually happened. Well, originally, so you, was it not set in Sweden? Yes. So what happened was, first is Verdi it the damn,
0: is it the damn censors? Is it is it them? Those guys again?
1: Has to do with the censors. Yes. yes. Yeah.
0: Okay. Sorry. Okay. Proceed. So,
1: so at first Verdi got a new commission from the Teatro San Carlo in Naples, and in Italy, and he really wanted to set the text of Shakespeare's King Lear because he was a huge Shakespeare fan. He True. loved King Lear. Mm-hmm. Um, so he tried to make that work he couldn't make it work and so then he was like you know what this is not going to work for this commission so i'm going to change my course and i'm going to consider this libretto that he found or was given by eugene screbe and um, somebody uh, soma antonio soma and it actually had been used for another opera by daniel aubert in 1833 uh, for an opera called Gustave the Third Ou le bal Masque, a French one. Mm-hmm. So they were like, hey, this worked pretty well in French. You should take this and like turn it into an Italian opera. So he does that and he in 1857 decides that he's going to write an opera called Una Vendetta in Domino. Ooh. Oh, yes. Yeah. And this was originally set in Stockholm in Sweden. And then so he ended up the story. That's where the story was set. So he tried to change the setting slightly to Stutton. And then from that and then he tried to form a whole libretto around that. And then, of course, Stutton? stutton s-t-e-t-t-i-n
0: do you know where that is like stutton
1: no idea i think they were just looking for like an s town it's like sort of sounds like stockholm but not
0: stockholm stutton i would like to hear in a an italian libretto to hear them say stockholm
1: (laughs) Stockholm. yes that would be interesting where's stutton it's it's in poland oh
0: okay okay fair enough
1: Trans transplant this to Poland and maybe people won't care so mm-hmm. much. Right? Okay. So the libretto for Gustavo III was presented to the censors. The censors didn't like it. They had a lot of objections and so they went back to the drawing board and they tried to like just change the names of the characters and a little bit of the locale. And so... Mm-hmm. In in order to create Una una Vendetta in Domino. Mm -hmm. So they decided to change the name of the King of Sweden to a Duke, a Duke of Pomerania. And then um, the. Great dogs uh, there. Right. The (laughs) The assassin became Count Renato. And then they moved it from Stockholm to Stettin. And then they submitted this to the censors. The censors were not really happy with this. And um, part of the reason was that at first they thought this would be fine. And then in January of 1858, uh, Italians attempted to assassinate Napoleon, who was the emperor at the time, Uh, Napoleon III. uh. And so because that happened, it was like, time out, stop. An assassination attempt just happened on the emperor, and you're trying to write an opera about an assassination attempt on a ruler. Right. Let's not Poor do taste. that. Yeah. Poor taste. yeah.
0: So That's the censors
1: block una vendetta. And because of this, Verdi is forced to break his contract with the Teatro San Carlo in Naples. And the Teatro San Carlo is so upset about this that they actually try and sue him. Oh, Because they're like, you promised us an opera and you're breaking your contract. Right. And then, so he like counter sued them for something else and damages or something. And, but then eventually both sides decided that it wasn't worth pursuing. (laughs) Wouldn't
0: that be awkward if like, I guess they were probably just suing for money. But if the result of suing each other was like, oh shoot, now we still have to make an opera together.
1: (laughs) Right. Hmm. Okay. So the legal battle kind of fades away after a couple of months. They decide not to pursue it. and But then Verity's like, you know what? There's actually something here. And like I don't have to make this opera for San Carlo anymore. I can find someone else who wants to make it. Mm-hmm. So he approaches the opera house in Rome. And they're like, yeah, that sounds great. Let's mm-hmm. make this thing. And so, But in order to get around the censors that were still concerned about the very, very poor taste of the opera plot... They say, well, let's transplant it to Boston in <laughs> the United States. Boston. The New World. And we'll set it in the British colonial period. Uh, we'll change the name of the main character to Ricardo, the Count of, or Earl of Warwick. And, <laughs> um, and we'll just call it a masked ball. Did anyone know if they've ever seen a production of Balo that it was set in Boston?
0: I certainly did not pick up on that
1: i mean the productions that i have seen would not in any way indicate that it was set in boston right
0: yeah well isn't it like with the censors in general we see this time and time again especially during this period right that they like were trying to protect i'm sure in their minds it was like civil order or
1: oh totally yeah, I think they held the opinion that like you don't want to show people how to do something that you don't want them to do. Mm-hmm. Right, right? right, right. So you, if you don't want people to try and yes. assassinate their leaders, let's not put it in their in their minds' eyes yes. that this is something that is possible, or or even like show them the manual of how to do it. Right, <laughs> right. right? So, it's
0: like completely contradictory to how we feel now, where arts are a place where we can like show what seems completely implausible and ridiculous and or, Right, there's, there's yeah.
1: a lot less censorship now than mm-hmm. there than there ever was. Yeah. Yeah. So it makes its premiere as Un ballo in Mascara at the Teatro Apollo in Rome in 1859. It was apparently oh. like an immediate success blockbuster hit and then it actually made it to New York just a few years later in 1861 and um and it traveled all over the place. It was actually a huge part of history at the Metropolitan Opera because in 1955, uh, Marian Anderson sang the role of Ulrika, ah. and she was the first singer of color sorry, the first singer of color to sing on the Met stage. Yep.
0: Nice. In in so, Mascara. I didn't in, realize in Bolo that was In
1: in as Ulrica. She was not the first performer of color to appear on the Met stage. That was Janet Collins. She was a prima ballerina a ah. few years before that in a production of Aida. Hmm. And she was also not the first singer of color to sing in a Met-related event. That was Robert McFerrin who sang on the auditions on the air and won the auditions on the air which was like a precursor to like the National Council auditions one could say. Mm-hmm. Um, but And he actually made his Met debut shortly after Marian Anderson. His contract was already in the works when Marian Anderson got her contract, but just the date of the performance happened that she was earlier in the season than him. Mm -hmm. Very
0: interesting.
1: Yeah, so she's the first woman of color to sing on the Met stage. Robert McFerrin was the first male of color to sing on the Met stage. Or to appear with the company. Because all of this, I believe, was before the new opera house at Lincoln Center was built Mm -hmm.
2: right right so yeah
1: yeah. okay generally speaking this is based on the assassination of Gustav III of Sweden but there are some fairly uh, fabricated elements of the story and one that is probably the most debated is that um, in the story there's like a manufactured love interest for Gustav III's character Ricardo and her name is Amelia and scholars debate a lot about The invention of this role and how Verity may or may not have subverted or tried to mask or hide or kind of hint at ideas of Gustav III being a homosexual because that was something that um, is still something that is debated today as to whether or not he was or not or whether he Mm. was bisexual or not. Mm -hmm. And so... In the opera, there is a pants role for a female soprano to sing a male role of Oscar, and so apparently there's some productions that kind of go to town in terms of using that role in the blocking and staging to add like layers that hint at this. So there's one production I can't remember where it was where like Ricardo and Oscar are actually having an affair. Even though Ricardo is also like in sort of in love with Amelia at the same time. Mm-hmm. So there's those kind of layers. We won't I don't really know the ins and outs of what everybody argues, but apparently this opera is used a lot to try and figure out what Verdi's views on these things might mm. have been. The roles here, uh, Gustavo King of Sweden, if you're doing it set in Sweden, or Ricardo the Earl of Warwick, governor of Boston. <laughs> so sometimes they do it set in sweden nowadays sometimes people do it set in sweden okay. and but they, then they also do it have censors right that's true
0: do it wherever the right. f they want
1: yes king of sweden ricardo has a secretary who is also sort of his best friend okay. um renato or in the swedish version count and karstrum i don't know all right, all right. okay renato Renato, and Renato's wife is Amelia. Okay, and then Oscar is Ricardo slash King of Sweden's page boy. Ulrika is a fortune teller, All and right. then there's a couple of other minor roles. So, Act One, the opera begins either in Sweden or Boston, uh, <laughs> in and around 1792, right? And there's We're at Ricardo's palace or his home. We're surrounded by his supporters, but then there's also a lot of enemies amongst the crowd that are hoping for his downfall. So it's kind of like a Julius Caesar situation Mm -hmm. here. And he's kind of reviewing a list of guests that have been put together to come to a ball, the masked ball. And he's really excited when he hears that Amelia's name is on the list. And, like, why wouldn't she be on the list? She's the wife of his best friend's secretary, um, Renato. And so he sings this aria all about how excited he is to see her again. And then Renato arrives, husband of Amelia, and he says to the king slash governor that you should be really careful because there's a bunch of people plotting to kill you. So, like, maybe this this ball is maybe not such a good idea. You have to be (laughs) careful. And essentially Ricardo's like, my life is great. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm so happy. Okay. Not a worry in the world. Solid. Yeah. And then, then uh, someone brings a complaint forward saying, there's this fortune teller out in the sticks that's like stirring up a lot of trouble. We should put an end to this. Like, Governor, King, do something to squash this source of evil. And then uh, Oscar jumps in and he's like, no, no, no. Like, don't treat her so harshly like you got to look into this and then so ricardo slash king of sweden is like i will investigate this myself Mm -hmm. and let you know what i think so he gets a bunch of people together and he's like everyone disguise yourself and we're going to meet at Ulrika's uh house or wherever she is later later." her townhouse her townhouse (laughs) (laughs) so that's all the all the
0: furnitures from ikea
1: Right. It's, it's really nice. I, I was gonna say earlier that Angstruchstrum is like <laughs> a line of IKEA furniture. So <laughs> they could do a production of this that is set in oh an
0: IKEA. My that gosh. must have
1: happened like that has to have happened by now, right? Uh-huh. Look it up.
0: Hasn't haven't I feel like we've talked about a different opera that was set in of an La Finta IKEA. Finta
1: Jardiniera, it was a Home Depot. Yeah. Oh right, <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, so scene two, they're at Ulrika's dwelling. She's like it's a very Fook situation yes. where she is summoning her magic well powers. And who arrives but the King of Sweden slash Governor of Boston, Ricardo, uh, who has disguised himself as a fisherman. And this is actually the scene where Marian Anderson made her Met debut. Aww, it has been done. Un balun has been His set article in article says, Ikea's. setting Verdi's Ballo in an Ikea store. Yes. It was a Bold idea, <laughs> bold or an obvious choice. Mm, bold, oh,
0: right? <laughs> Man, what does that tell yeah, you? That tells right. you that we need to start producing. That there are opera. no new
1: ideas, <laughs> right? Yeah.
0: Right. So,
1: well,
0: and this uh, role—it's not a very big role that Marion Anderson did, right? This Ulrika.
1: Uh, Ulrika like has a good scene. It's not a certainly not uh. Title role or lead role, I would say, because yeah. you basically have the love triangle are the leading roles, right? Mm-hmm. But Osbeth, so, have you ever sung Ulrika? Oh God, no, that's not my jam. No. <laughs> no, it's a great role. It's like not really in my.
0: You mean you're not, you're not down with the witch stuff?
1: No, it's like more of a Jamie Barton kind of.
0: Oh, it is like you're a Yeshi singer. Role. You're saying yeah. it's yeah. it's not your fa. <sighs> <laughs>
1: I think you'd make a great alric if you man. did if you did sing it. Thank I
0: certainly you. think you could act the shit out of it.
1: Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> mm. I don't really know how to take that. I just feel like Definitely you compliment. have the state okay. like you have the presence to to be like to dominate the scene. All right. Yes. Yeah.
0: So Ricardo shows up as a fisherman.
1: He's dressed as a fisherman. Right. Um and right as he's kind of like getting into it cuz like he really wants to know his fortune too. Right, he realizes that Um, Amelia has come to find out what her fortune is, (gasps) and he's
2: like,
1: "Omg, the love of my life is here too, my best friend's woman." (laughs) woman." (laughs) Yeah, and so Jesse's girl, more or less. Yes, Jesse's girl, more or or less. You're right. That is an apt comparison. Yeah. So then, Ulrika. Amelia confesses that even though she's married to somebody else, she's tormented by love for another. Of course. Uh. And she wants Ulrica to tell her how she can, like, basically bring peace to her life and get rid of this desire. And so Ulrika's like, go out to the field, gather this herb, and this will help you. And then Amelia leaves, and Ricardo's like, yes, now I know where she's going to be, and I can, mm-hmm. like, be there at the same time. <laughs> so,
0: okay.
1: Yeah. Married to your friend. <laughs> so and so Amelia leaves and then Ricardo's like, Ulrica, can you tell me my fortune? And then Ulrica says to him, the next man to shake your hand will be the man that kills you. Mm. Dun, dun, dun. Mm. Ominous. and he laughs again he's like <laughs> my life is he's great. like oh you oh you that's not gonna happen <laughs> how
0: nice to and... be that like self-assured
1: right that confident <laughs> right somebody
0: tells you like literally tells you that you're gonna die and you're like
1: eh. Eh. right and then who shows up but Recar- uh, renato his best friend who's like sorry i'm late for a disguised rendezvous <laughs> But, like, I'm here for you, buddy. And they shake hands. <clears throat> and then, so the audience is like,
0: <gasps> <Ooh. laughs> <speaks> But he doesn't, I'm assuming Ricardo in the moment doesn't pay attention to it.
1: I don't think so. And, and Renato obviously doesn't know what's going on. And, but then, all the people, when they see Renato shake his hand, they're like, Renato's best friends with Gustavo Ricardo. So, like, he must be Gustavo Ricardo. And the act ends with them being like, All hail, Gustavo Ricardo basically right okay so end act one of two of three
0: okay i don't know why ah. i always like knowing that going there <laughs> i just really do
1: He always okay. like know when the end is in sight so <laughs> yes now we are in the mystical magical field where Amelia is out picking the herbs mm. and ricardo slash gustavo king of sweden comes upon her and he's like i'm so in love with you and she's like i'm so in love with you too and they have a moment they sing together Mm -mm. very passionately nowhere renato arrives her husband of course and she's like throw a fail over my face so she like literally like throws a (laughs) like a sheet sheet over her face (laughs) yeah (laughs) and then she like turns her head and then um so wonder of wonders renato does not recognize her classic Um, just classic yeah (laughs) yeah and then he basically says to ricardo king of sweden like dude people are seriously trying to hurt you this is a problem you're in danger and then so ricardo's like i'm gonna leave right now but i can't leave this poor woman here and then renato's like don't worry I'll escort her That's back pretty to town. Ricardo. Uh, yeah, and the, oh, Ricardo's shit. like, don't... Well, Renato's like, don't worry, man. I got this. I'll escort her back to town. I won't ask who she is, so, like, you don't have to be ashamed, and she doesn't have to be ashamed. You know, it's all good. So then he runs off and leaves. Renato's there, and the conspirators arrive that are trying to hurt Ricardo. Mm-hmm. And... there's some kind of struggle the sheet falls from Amelia's face oh shit and then Renato recognizes his wife and then he puts the pieces together and he's like she's an adulterer like it took him so long to figure
0: this out (laughs) he's like I'm gonna kill him I'm gonna kill him
1: That's exactly what he says. So so then he turns to the leaders of the conspiracy and he's like, buddies, I'm in. Let's meet. Oh, dang. End act two. Okay. Act three. Yeah, there's a lot of feelings in that act. Act three. We're now at Renato's house and he's decided that... Not only is he, like, in on the conspiracy to kill Ricardo, but he's like, I think Amelia has to die, too.
0: Oh. Because she
1: dishonored me. Cool. Because he, has, he hasn't talked to her about this. He hasn't asked her anything. He's just, like, assuming that she's had sex with Ricardo and mm-hmm. that she's She must on die. Her. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, if she hasn't, she <laughs> wasn't intending to. Him. Right. Like... Not that that condone I'm not on anybody's <laughs> side. No, I mean like just let's be saying real, emotionally just she calling, had left him.
0: Calling it what it is.
1: Emotionally, she was she was out the door already. Right. Mm-hmm. So okay. So he's like he kinda says to her, like, I can't stand for this. You're gonna die. And she's like, I get it, you're gonna kill me, but I would really like to see our son one last time. Because apparently they they have a kid and we don't, like, know this until now. It's (laughs) terrible. And then, then for some reason, Renato's like, wait, you're not the one who needs to die. I'm pretty sure Ricardo needs to die because he seduced you. He, like, comes to the conclusion that it's all Ricardo's fault.
0: Thank God that happens for once. I feel yeah. like every other time in opera, it's like that bitch. The woman's fault. She, yeah. they seduced everyone, and then that's yeah. they're dead.
1: So then the conspirators come to his house, and and that duet between Renato and Amelia is seriously tense. Mm-hmm. I saw that with Sandra Radwinovsky and Dmitry Vorostovsky, Ooh. and it was, it was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: I'm piano, i I'm mm-hmm. a mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Do we think we could find that on YouTube and put it on the website? Do we think it exists?
1: I'm sure it does. It must exist. If totally. it does, it's big deal.
0: find it on the website. We'll
1: find it. All right. So then the conspirators come. Uh, Renato joins the plot. And they're like, you're like the King Gustavo Governor's best friend. Like, how can we trust you? And Renato says, I basically pledged the life of my son. If I don't follow through, like, I'll kill my son, essentially. Nice. Uh. And so then they're like, all right, good. We're all in. Let's draw lots so that we figure out who it is that actually has to do the... the so is it like whoever gets the short straw is the one that ha- actually kills him? Has to do the stabbing, right? right? Or however, or shooting or however they're going to kill him. And it ends up that um, Renato's like, Amelia, you draw the name of the man who's going to kill your lover. Oh, right? Sick. Yeah, kind of slimy. And then... Who does she draw but her husband's name? Of course. First. Renato. It's fate. Yes. And then Oscar, the page boy, arrives and he tells him, like, the masked ball is on. Like, it's a go. <laughs> and then they're all like, perfect. That's the time and place. Seriously. Yeah. So that's the end of scene one. Scene two. Ricardo king of Sweden, governor of Boston. Is torn, <laughs> torn I would love tree. it if that
0: person was one and the same, the same person.
1: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he is torn. He loves Amelia. He has a duty to his country and a duty to his friend. And so he's decided, he knows nothing about the fact that Renato has discovered their love. So he decides that he's going to send Amelia and Renato back to England or back to some foreign place, so that there's distance between them and he's not tempted by her. Hmm. And he sings an aria all about how sad he is that this is he has to lose her in order to, to save them both. right? And then at the ball, uh, Renato tries to learn what costume Ricardo is wearing, because he's the one who has to do the stabbing. And at first, Oscar's like, no, 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 I'm not going to tell you. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> then he finally lets him know. He says he'll have a black cloak on and he'll have a red ribbon. And then... Ricardo, King of Sweden, Governor of Boston, manages to identify Amelia, wife of his best friend secretary, and tells her, I've made a decision. I'm sending you and your husband away so that we're no longer tempted to pursue this. They have, like, a very tearful goodbye, and as, or they try to have a tearful goodbye. And as this happens, Renato comes up, stabs Ricardo. Oh. Yay! Yeah.
0: Elsbeth. As-
1: As he's, like, bleeding to death in opera, nobody dies right away, right? So Mm -hmm. he's bleeding to death, and Ricardo is like, I'm going to confess before I die. I was madly in love with Amelia. However, Amelia never betrayed you. She never broke her marriage vow. Like, we didn't sleep together, right, Uh. right? And then as he's dying, he's like, I forgive you all, all you conspirators. And farewell my friends, farewell my country. And he dies. And he Dead. dies. I do he
0: dies. I feel like I remember that being a particularly long death sequence. Yeah, like, like he's stabbed
1: for a long he's stabbed even for he opera. It's like sings and lives for a long time, relatively speaking, after the stabbing.
0: Right. It it may as well be mm. fifteen days or whatever it was in the real life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right.
1: <laughs> right. I feel like King of it's Sweden, Governor of Boston, is, Boston is a good T-shirt. Yes. <gasps> Wait,
0: what was that oh, uh, King of Sweden,
1: Governor of Boston. of Boston? Governor
0: of Boston. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah, with some sort of equal sign.
1: Right. I don't
0: know. Yes. <laughs> need to find a designer. If you're a designer, <laughs> give us a shout out.
1: We can do it. That's in, in Mascara. That is That is in Mascara. That is how it is. Intrigue, stabbing. Masks. Right. Masks. <laughs> what
0: more does one need? <laughs> I feel like masked balls are the worst uh, way to conceal somebody's identity. Like, I've, really? I've, I've, I've never been to one, but I feel like every movie that you go to or, or movie opera, you see something with a masked ball, and everybody knows who everybody is. Or they're For like, sure. oh, I don't know who that person is. And it's extremely obvious uh, mm-hmm. to your eyes.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, wasn't that the kind of the whole point was that the Masked Ball provided an opportunity for, like, aristocrats and royalty and people of high etiquette to kind of let loose in this kind of, like, free-for-all unforgiving scenario, or all-forgiving scenario? Mm Mm-hmm. But.
0: I'm just, maybe they they gave each other that leeway, but I feel like they still knew exactly who each other was.
1: I think, yeah, I agree. Probably. Yeah, I mean, like, unless the masks completely covered your face and you, like, you know, concealed all identifying marks of, like, your gender and person, yeah. <laughs> like, how else would you do it? Am I, right? am I that
0: that annoying guy that takes the mask ball, like, a little bit too seriously?
1: <laughs> no. So- no. No. <laughs> I feel no. like we ne- one no. of these days we need to have like an event that's an opera after dark Masked ball. <gasps> yes. Oh, that would be fun.
0: Hopefully nobody gets stabbed.
1: Nobody. We could have like fake Oh, we
0: could have a monk stabbing. It could be like a murder mystery. Yay. You
1: know like those knives, those fun. toy knives where they like go into the they handle. Retract. Prop knife. Yes. Prop knife. Yeah.
0: Maybe we could talk Maybe to you know. our friends in the prop shop.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, let's make it happen. Make it happen. And then we should like have a prize for anyone who can like figure out us in our costumes like identify us nice i feel like it's not going to be difficult no it's not going to be that hard especially
0: based off of our voices
1: totally (laughs) Totally. i mean we're going to put vocoders in the masks (laughs) absolutely that'll be creepy (laughs) Spared no expense so creepy well great
0: now we have it we have un balo in mascara by joe green also known as giuseppe Giuseppe verdi
1: Verdi.
0: yep yeah well hopefully you all enjoyed that hopefully you get to see the opera sometime soon as naomi said it's probably being done somewhere (laughs) Somewhere. close to you
1: yeah it's pretty popular it's pretty it's pretty popular so yeah i I, it's not up there with like rigoletto la traviata il trovatore but i feel like it's pretty successful Yeah. yeah yeah
0: well before we wrap up uh, I would like to remind everybody to please, please, please go to iTunes or wherever you're listening to this podcast and leave a review, mm-hmm. uh, like a really nice one. Mm-hmm. And be sure to come back next week. We'll have another episode about something. Who knows what? It'll be
1: awesome. It'll
0: be. <laughs> It'll be really good.
1: Something awesome. <laughs>
0: and in the meantime, I'm Kyle.
1: I'm Naomi. And I'm Elspeth. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening.